ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Well, we had a good time last night, didn't we? Watching the Thundering Herd play. Welcome in. It's another edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for joining me. We're going to recap what happened last night. Marshall beating FAU. Now the only undefeated team in conference play. That's a plus for the Thundering Herd is they're now standing at 4-0. Their record's gotten a lot better. One, four straight. 11-6 and six now. That's a lot better. Still some work to do. They've got Florida International coming in on Saturday, but they've got some work to do. But that was fun yesterday. Did you go? Because if you didn't, you missed a fun one. Official attendance, a little over 6,000, 6,196. The official tally for fans in the stands. I thought there was a little bit more there of a crowd, to be honest with you. But it sounded like a great atmosphere. It wasn't the strike the cam game, and I wasn't surprised by that because this is a situation where it's a weeknight, work night, still a great crowd. And fans went home happy, first of all. I love social media when Marshall wins and it's bow time. You love those biscuits, don't you? You love those biscuits. So the fans get to go home happy, get to see some up-and-down basketball, back-and-forth, lots of, of streaks. FAU would streak ahead. Marshall would streak ahead. Marshall led for about 32 minutes in that game. FAU led for almost six minutes, and the game was tied under two minutes. Score was tied four times. The lead changed ten times. There was a lot of back-and-forth in that game. And Marshall wins, 96-84. FAU now drops to 2-3 and three in conference. They're 11 and 7 overall. And how did Marshall do it? The two guys you hope that step up, stepped up. First of all, John Elmore, 8 of 17, 4 of 9 from the three point line. He shot 9 of 13 from the free throw line. That was a great line for him. He had four rebounds on the defensive side, and he had 29 points. 29 points on top of seven assists, only three turnovers. He had a block. John had a block. I thought it was a foul for a second. I thought, oh, they're going to call this, and the officials didn't call the foul, thankfully. He had that serious, intense face when he made I was on that end of the, of the court when he made that block, and it just that intense face, and I knew right there, okay, John is here to play. And he played 40 minutes. He had three steals as well. I mean, he had a great game, 29 points. C.J. Burks had one point more. Equally impressive. He was 8 of 14, 2 of 6 from the three-point line. And C.J., of course, also, you can thank him for your biscuits. He's the one to put the score over 95. Put it to 95, everyone gets a biscuit and a ticket. So 2 of 8 from the three-point line, 12 of 12 from the free-throw line. That right there, concentration. The herd shot 29 to 37. That's pretty solid, isn't it? But CJ, 12 of 12, five rebounds, all defensive, and on three fouls had 30 points. Six assists from him, three steals. So you look at the output here. Elmore has seven assists. CJ has six assists. Both of them had three steals each. Marshall as a team had 17 assists. 17 assists, 11 turnovers. And you look at FAU, 21 turnovers there. One block by this team. And, of course, that was John. He got the one block. 15 steals. That was huge. 15 steals, only turned it over 11 times. FAU turned it over 21 times. Only had five steals. That's it. Seven assists as a team. I couldn't figure them out. I thought they were talented. I just couldn't figure out what they were trying to do. 
I think they just went out there and played and talented their way to 84 points. They were pretty solid. A little better coaching, maybe. A little better strategy, maybe. This is a team that's going to be pretty good down the line. I mean, 11 and 7 right now. They're 2 and 3 in conference. Some room for improvement there. But Marshall, again, if they win the hustle points, they win the game, especially we circle points in the paint. Marshall, 32 points in the paint. FAU had 24. Marshall had 32 points off turnovers. Right there. Circle that one. That's a huge one. 32 points off turnovers. Only 10 points off turnovers for FAU. Now, second chance points belong to FAU. They won that category 16-4. to And the fast break points all belong to Marshall. Bench points about the same. Marshall got about 18 points off the bench. And you look at such an outstanding performance by C.J. Burks and John Elmore. Don't forget Jansen Williams right there. He had 11 points. He had 11 points, two steals. He was out there for 24 minutes. He was playing with two fouls. He gave you five rebounds. Three were offensive. Two were defensive. He was 3 of 4 from the free throw line, 2 of 6 from the three-point line, 3 of 8 shooting overall. But he comes up with 11 points. Tavion Kinsey, I would would have loved to see more from him on 26 minutes. 6 points. 1 assist, though. A couple turnovers. Rebounding. He was out there rebounding. 5 defensive boards, 1 offensive, so he had 6. Wasn't at the line at all. Shot it one time from behind the line. Missed. But he was 3 of 7 shooting overall. Six points. But you can't discount what he was doing out there, especially in the boards. And then Jarrett West. I don't know how this line is indicative of what I thought I saw out there. Jarrett was 0 of 3 shooting, including 2 from the 3-point line. But hit his free throws, hit both of them. And Jared had two rebounds, both defensive, playing with just a couple of fouls, had two points total, one assist, one turnover, five steals. When you look at that line, you're like, okay, Jared might not be scoring, but Jared's out there doing what Jared does. And you look at those five steals and like, okay, that's good. I'm, I'm all right with that. 28 minutes. Again, I wish I could see more offense out of Jared West, but he's not doing that. Not because he can't, it's because he's doing other things. You got your offense, though, tonight. Not only did Elmore and Burks score a lot of points, they dished the ball off to a lot of guys. 13 assists between both of them. So that means they saw opportunities and made some plays. And you know they were finding more opportunities. It's just when they found those 13 opportunities, they went in. As a team, 17. I like it, though. Those are your guys. Your main weapons are making things happen on the court. And you hope that it picks up for Jansen Williams. Again, 11 points. He's in double digits, though. It picked up for him. KV on Kenzie. I mean, six points. He's out there 26 minutes. Oh, by the way. Yeah, two turnovers. Sorry. That streak ended. But still played a heck of a game. And we haven't talked about the bench, really, just yet. Now, Darius George, his game, eight minutes, I never found him to be in a rhythm. I'm not picking on him. I just didn't find that he was really in a rhythm. And then Rondell Watson out there, 25 minutes. And what'd you get from Rondell? Well, you got three of seven shooting, two of three from the free throw line, five rebounds, three were on the defensive glass, two on the offensive side, and he came up with eight points. He had two assists, three turnovers, and he had a steal. It's a nice line there. And then Byers comes up four of four shooting, including one three-pointer. Oh, one from the free throw line. So he hits his three-pointer, but he misses the free throw. Come on. I know Byers can hit more of those. He's better than that. He had also three rebounds in that game, all defensive, playing with three fouls, nine points. So you take away the huge scoring margin by Burks and Elmore, and you see some balance here with the rest of the team. Byers had a couple of turnovers, had one steal. As a team, Marshall shot 29 of 60 in that game. All right, almost 50%, almost. You know what exactly what it is? 
It's 48.3. That's what it is. 48.3. That's not bad. I'll take that. I'll take almost 50% shooting. 29 is 60. I'll I'll take that with a victory, especially with 96 points. Three-pointers, 9 of 25. Okay. They launched a few. Elmore hit 4 of 9. Burks hit 2 of 6, as we mentioned. There are just a few shots that didn't go, but they had the green light to shoot. And compare that to Florida Atlantic. FAU was 30 of 63. So 30 of 63, 11 of 30 from the three-point line. So you're looking at their numbers, you go, wait, wait a minute. They shot 33s, hit 11, shot 30, and they hit 30 of their 63 shots, but the free-throw lines where Marshall ultimately wins the day because they were 13 of 21. Compare that to Marshall being 29 of 37. You see the difference here. Plus, rebounding belonged to FAU just by a few, 41-34. But the foul situation, Marshall only had 16 fouls. 16 fouls compared to 24 fouls from FAU. But you hit your shots. You hit your shots, you're going to win the game when it's that close. Marshall outscored them 49-42 in that first half, outscored them 47-42 in the second half, walks away with the victory. I thought it was an outstanding performance all in all. I have fun. That was one of the more entertaining games. I thought Marshall could have put this team away sooner. So I give credit to FAU for staying in the game as long as they did, making it entertaining. Marshall gets the win. It was entertaining. It was fun up and down the court. Dan D'Antoni was having a good time, I'm sure. Saturday should be great. I hope to see a big crowd on Saturday. I really do. And I know you will be there because what else you got going on? Marshall could be 5-0 and in conference after it's all said and done. Think about that. They could be 5-0. and They're already undefeated in conference, sitting there by themselves. If they keep this up pretty soon, they're going to lock themselves in that first pod. Now, they've got a way to go, but they get this out of the way. They get Florida Atlantic out of the way, and now they got to take on Florida International. After that, I'm not saying it's smooth sailing, but these Florida schools, I think they're a lot better than maybe the record indicates. They definitely played hard on Thursday, and I think Western Kentucky can attest to Florida International, FIU. I didn't watch that game. I didn't go back and look at it, but I was looking at the score and thinking, okay, Western Kentucky can't hold a lead. They've got some problems. If they can't hold a lead, they're going to sink. They're capable. I think that's a capable team being competitive in Conference USA. They just can't hold a lead. Thankfully for the Herds case, they couldn't hold a lead. My dream of playing Western Kentucky four times might be going out the window. Maybe three is optimal now. That's coming up on Monday. We've got Florida International to talk about on Saturday. We'll do that when we continue. I want to talk about the women as well. Marshall gets the victory on the road. Marshall's women are getting a lot better. Bouncing back. Had a loss. Didn't let it beat him twice. you got to give Tony Kemper credit. That guy's coached his tail off. And he is working hard to try to bring the women's program back. You should support him. Really support him because I like what he's doing with that program. I like him as a, as a coach. I like him as a person. You should support that program. And I know you want to. I know it's hard. you got a busy schedule. Can't get to all the games. I get to a game this year. I like to see a really huge crowd for a couple of those games at least. Give him some support because he's battled. He's really battled to make that program something. He believes in it. He's working hard, so you should give him a chance. We're going to take our first break, come back. We'll run down the women's game. Also look a little bit at some statistics from the Marshall game, some things that happened, some news and notes. We'll talk about the game coming up on Saturday as well as we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
So Marshall's victorious yesterday in conference play, continuing their streak 4-0 right now on top of the standing. Big win, Henderson Center, great crowd. Hopefully we'll see more of that on Saturday. But on the road, the women, they get a big win as well. We talked about it earlier, how I think Coach Kemper's really getting the most of what he's got right now. And I didn't get a chance to really follow this along, so I was relying on Coach Kemper yesterday when I was talking to him in our postgame. But Shayna Gore and Taylor Porter had really high-output games. It took Shayna a little while to get going, but she was 7 of 20. So she put it up a lot. 7 of 20. She got 19 points. She battled. She battled to get that shooting percentage up. You think 7 of 20 is not good. 3 of 7 from the three-point line. Hit both her free throws. She had four rebounds, all defensive. She was playing with four fouls, 19 points. She had an assist. She had a couple of turnovers. She had a steal. And she's out there 34 minutes. So Shayna's battling, trying to, to keep pace because... Thankfully, you had Taylor Porter out there, 7 of 12. I mean, give her major props. 7 of 12 in that game against Florida Atlantic. 3 of 7, 2 of 2 from the free throw line. So 3 of 7, matching what Shayna was doing from the three point line. 2 of 2 from the free throw line. Also, four rebounds. Um, she was playing with fouls, five fouls, 19 points. She had six assists, though, and that's huge. And I love Shayna's game, but she had struggled to get her 19, whereas Taylor Porter had, I thought, an easier time getting about it. 7 of 12, again, compared to Shayna's 7 of 20. And coming up with six assists, that's huge. One steal. Now, Thundering Herd had to hang on. They outscored him in the first period, 22-20. Outscored him in the second period, 23-14. FAU got a little bit ahead of them as far as the third period was concerned. They outscored him 12-9 there. And then they outscored him in the fourth, 21-18. So Marshall had to hang on. Marshall had to fight in that one. But you look at the numbers again, and as I talked to Coach Kemper yesterday, I always point these out. These are the numbers that I look at. If I didn't watch the game, I'm going to look at these numbers first just to kind of get a feel for what the herd was doing overall. And Marshall in the paint outscored him 32-18. Marshall outscored him getting points off turnovers 24-14. Second chance points 11-6. Fast break points, that was an FAU number, 8-0 there. But the bench... Uh, was equal, 17 points for both. Score was tied six times, lead changed twice. Marshall led for 33 minutes and 35 seconds. FAU led for only two minutes and 15. And this game was tied for four minutes and 10 seconds. So Marshall, 33 minutes plus, I'll take that. That's that's good performance there for the Thundering Herd. And again, it's tough. It's tough playing the women's game. Like 388 people showed up to watch FAU take on Marshall. That's it. 388. So no energy, nothing going on in the gym. Got to go out and make your own. So that's why, again, I like making sure that we're paying attention to what the women are doing, that we're supporting them, win or lose. Uh, I'm just a, I'm just a big proponent of what they're doing. And I, I like the fact that they right now can say that they have battled all season long. They're now 9-8, and 9-8 and eight and 3-1 and one in conference. They've got a winning record now. How long that holds, we'll see. But 3-1 and one in conference, FAU's 3-15 now. They're 0-5. So it was a nice win for the Thundering Herd. Sure, your opponent maybe not the level you think they should be, but you'll take it. You will take that victory every day. So pretty excited for what Coach Kemper was able to do against FAU on the road. Go out and support them. They're going to be back soon. Give them some give them some support. That's it. That's my plea from you. Um, they're going to be back in action on Saturday. They'll take on FIU. FIU, again, a winnable game. This road trip is going to be 
something that if they can come back with a win, they are only going to have one loss in conference, going to be among the top teams. You get those wins now. Get them now. And they will have a possibility of being 4-1 and coming back to the Henderson Center. So back here on, well, Monday. Because mirror schedule, you get the mirror schedule, which, I, again, I like. Give you a chance to see the Thunder in here. They're going to have a three-game homestand, which is, uh, I think that's going to be great for them. Some tough opponents, but we'll talk about that when we continue. Also, uh, we'll look at some of the uh, stats, news, and notes from that Marshall win against the, the men of FAU. And we'll do it all when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Marshall's victorious last night. A fun game at the Cam Henderson Center. And um, I don't know if many of you got a chance to hear Dan D'Antoni from last night. He was having some fun. First of all, they're doing something new now at Marshall. Thundering Herd, they're playing the interviews. They're going to the post game. They're playing the interviews on the big old scoreboard. Got to use it somehow. You're paying money for it. You got to use it. But Marshall with the victory over FAU moves to being the only undefeated team in Conference USA. And that's a plus. You win 96-84. You've got a happy Dan D'Antoni. And so since I don't think most of you got a chance to catch it last night, either with our post game or if you were watching the video stream or if you were the few fans that stuck around, stayed around in the arena. I mean, it's great they're broadcasting that in the arena. There was like maybe 50 fans that watched it. So I'm kind of guessing you weren't among the 50. I've got Dan D'Antoni from last night, and, of course, he was asked about the question of starting undefeated in Conference USA, and uh, here's what he had to say to the media last night. Coach has done a super job in one year down there. They they play with uh, uh, a a way of playing with a rhythm, and they did it well. They made tough shots. Their shots uh, uh, percentage is much better than when they came in here. And I know our defense was good. It was outstanding. Uh, we had 32 points off turnovers. That's the difference in the ball game. Uh, John and uh, CJ led the way as they have to, and they got to be consistent with it, and they have to shoulder that responsibility. But I was I was proud of them. Uh, it takes all the entire team to beat a team like this and uh, everybody got on the floor from George all the way through I thought gave a good effort and a good account of themselves and it's a good victory 4-0 we got to get ready for Saturday night we've got to get our crowd back to where we're filling this place all the way to the rafters on all sides so that's all I gotta say what do y'all gotta say be careful (laughs) especially you Chuck (laughs) I'll call you out obviously Coach, you get those two guys with roughly 30, you're going to be a tough out. Yeah, anytime we get up over 35% from the three-point line and C.J. and John are going, it's tough. It's tough on the team. But, yeah, we got a good little ball club. They're fun to watch. I, you know, they're fun to coach, and I'm, I'm sure they're fun to watch. And, uh, you know, we played well tonight, and we had to because that team played extremely well too. Is this kind of how you've envisioned this team kind of putting things together? Well, it's really, you know, going back to way back to my high school teams. That's the way we were. We were aggressive defensively. We came down and uh, led fly, shot the three-point. Just basically, I'm, really, that's just Soxty High School ball here, which all comes back to Hilly ball, which started here with uh, no centers, really. You know, oh, well, it's Johnson, we set that little drag screen, they call it now, but 
we were running that that when I was in school. That was our play. Ball come in, bound, I get it, come down. Allen and Red, I mean, Allen Stone would sit the pick. I'd come off, Allen roll, Stone would pop. I love uh, Bob. I never threw it to him. I thought George because he, he could make all those shots. But uh, that's basically how we played this transition. I remember uh, the second year, uh, Ellis had gone out and studied all kinds of offenses to get us a, a, a definite offense. We came back. We were terrible the first six or seven games. And uh, George, from what I understand, Larry McKenzie told me, George and uh, uh, Bob Red went in. He said, Coach, we got to scrap that offense. Get the ball, Danny. We'll run down the floor. He'll get it to one of us. We're going to shoot it. And that's kind of how we play now. You know, it's a little more refined. We got the pick and roll down a little bit better, know how to teach it a little bit better. Tommy's better, better athletes that can go get it. Uh, but uh, you know, like I said, it started back with Cam and my dad and all these Southern West Virginia coaches and Eastern Kentucky, all them hillbillies started this type of style, and it's fun style. You can win with it. It doesn't mean you're going to win all the time, but you can win with it, and when you win with it, it's, it's fun. This is live out there, boys. I might turn that camera on a couple of y'all. Y'all look like radio personalities, not TV. Especially you, Rick. <laughs> Don't throw those cameras that way. We'll run half a crowd out of you. With, uh, with, with the way you all play, you know, up and down like that, to keep your turnovers down, which you've done in several games here. Where we have turnovers tonight, I don't 11, even know. 11. 11, that's pretty good going at 90, 90 what, 96 yeah. points, something like that. That's really good. And, and it all comes down to just keeping the floor spread and then making the first easy play. And it's really good when you consider the number of lobs, the risk lobs that we throw. You know, we, we throw a lot of risk passes. What a lot of coaches would say are risk passes. But for us, it's like shooting layups. We do it all the time. And that's kind of what uh, Steve Nash told me. And he said, dang, I would teach you to the spectacular. And let everybody else coach to the basics, see who wins. You know, it's like, uh, you know, let them stay in that a mathematics class, two plus two is four. You start teaching tri trigonometry and geometry, and we'll see who wins. So, you know, I did that. That's kind of something I learned from him and uh, from other people. And uh, These kids or young men uh, come out and put their heart out into it. I hope people appreciate how hard they work. And that's what we are in West Virginia. You work hard. Come out! I, I, I'm gonna start taking hillbilly ball. It's wild and wonderful, you know. It's wild and wonderful. So that's who we are, and we'll stick with it and see how far it'll take us. Speaking of Steve, do you ever hear from the pros you coached watching some of your games and in recent months, years, and the Texas coach? That was something. That was. Well, Roger Bell's trying to get me a player, and uh, he—I've talked to him several times. In fact, I. Almost thought about bringing him up here, you know, the coach. He was he was close. Uh, Jared Jeffries, I talked to Kenny Atkinson, the coach at uh, Lynette's, talked to a lot. You know, I, I I'm gonna put an all call out for David Lee. Of course, Chris Duhon, and I talk to Chris all the time. Uh, Leandro Barbosa, he's he's probably in some Brazilian steakhouse eating. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, I have fond memories of them, and Shaq, if he walked in here, first thing he'd say is, how's your hip, coach? Because I had to replace my hip while he was there. Is your hip okay? 
how'd that feel? <laughs> Go up power check. But anyway, it, it was a great experience, and uh, you know, it's, basketball's fun. I, I enjoy it. I hope y'all enjoy it. It's, it's fun. Good. Thank y'all. Dan D'Antoni having some fun. He's having a blast. He's got his team firing on all cylinders right now. He has a brand new toy in the scoreboard that he's going to plaster Rick McCann from the Herald Dispatch's face on real soon. So he's having a good time. Marshall victorious last night. Uh, we'll come back and go over some news and notes and wrap this one up when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up the Friday edition of The Drive here. Paul Swan, your host, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And of course, yesterday is game night for the Thundering Herd, and it'll be that way as well on Saturday. Marshall will be taking on FIU. We'll have that game for you. Going on the air, 5.30 on Saturday. And then on Monday, we're going to go on the air a little bit later. Yeah, a little bit later. I'm going to be on the air with you at 7.30 p.m. So Monday, the next time you'll hear me on Monday, will be at 7.30 p.m. for our pregame show. Hope you tune in for that as Marshall's on the road taking on Western Kentucky that should be a fun one. We've got FIU to talk about first. But before we talk about FIU, let's wrap up the Marshall game against FAU. And John Elmore in that game made eight field goals. So now his career record, and I want to thank Chuck McGill for keeping all the stats. He was working hard last night over in the press section. 671 past Western Kentucky's Justin Johnson now for sixth place on the league's all-time list. Elmore's four three-pointers moved him past Middle Tennessee's Giddy Potts. You remember Middle Tennessee's Giddy Potts? Yeah. I personally was going to make a trip to walk him off the stage to make sure he got his diploma and his eligibility was up. That kid could play. And I'm glad he's gone. John is moved past him now. And now, moving past Middle Tennessee's Giddy Potts, and he's tied with Memphis's Rodney Carney for number five in league history. Elmore has 287 three-pointers. That is sixth behind Austin Loop for the Marshall School record. That's a big deal. Austin Loop could go. Now, Elmore also passed one of my favorite players, John Taft, for the most free-throw attempts in school history with 736. Taft, who played from 87 to 91, had 734 in his career. Taft was one of my favorite players. Him, Skip Henderson, I love watching those guys play when I was a lot younger. And I was actually going to Marshall uh, in some of that. Now, C.J. Burks, who is one of my favorite players to watch, became the eighth player in Marshall history to attempt 500 three-pointers in a career. He now has 505. And with six assists, C.J. Burks passes Daryl Murphy for number 17 on the Marshall career list. Burks now has 275 career assists. That's pretty good. Now, Marshall's win streak. If you're talking Conference USA, Marshall has an eight-game win streak in Conference USA for this season. You know, they had to win some games to get to that championship, right? Yeah. So right now they've got an eight-game win streak in Conference USA. Marshall's also won 29 consecutive games when leading at the half. So if Marshall gets a lead at halftime, they will win. Marshall also leads the all-time series now with FAU. 7-2. to two. I knew that they uh, had a pretty sizable lead. I knew it was 6-2. to two. 
Uh, I didn't remember this, though. They've won six straight meetings now. So Marshall has won six straight against FAU. I'm all for that. I'll take that. I will take that every day. So now Marshall's got to take on FIU coming into the Henderson Center on Saturday, 7 o'clock tip. We're going to have it for you right here on, of course, the mighty ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Three-game homestand. Then they got to get the road travels again, trying to stay undefeated uh, at least on this road stand. And FIU has a record of 12-6, and 3-2 and two in conference action, so they're okay so far. They've been pretty solid, right? I think so. They beat Western Kentucky. And again, we talked about this early. Western Kentucky can't hold a lead. If you love to hate those guys, well, that's a number you're going to definitely love because FIU won that game 77-76. So 7-7, 7-6, one-point difference, right? They trailed 16 points. They came back from a 16-point deficit to win that game. Now, you like offense, right? Of course you do. You like offense. FIU leads Conference USA in scoring with 87.8 points per game, and they have an average scoring margin of 7.6. You like points? Yeah, you're going to like this one. This is going to be fun. And the Panthers have also out-rebounded their opponents by an average of uh, 7.4 per contest. And they don't turn the ball very often. So that's something Marshall's going to have to work on if they're going to be successful, make sure that they can get FIU to turn the ball over. We're going to preview this one in a little bit more depth tomorrow. It'll be during our pregame coverage. We're going to go on the air at 5.30 like we always do. 90 minutes prior to every tip-off, we'll go on the air. So we'll get you ready, set to go. And it's going to be right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. And on 93.7 The Dog as well. So tune in for that wherever you're at in the Tri-State. We'll be here tomorrow to get you ready to go. Going to be at the Cam Henderson Center. Going to be a fun one. We'll have it for you. Looking forward to it. Big crowd, I hope. Good crowd tomorrow. That's what I'm looking for here. Marshall 6-1 against FIU in the series. Like to see that push to 7-1. Be successful against those Florida schools. I don't know if Dan's really recruiting Florida, but... Wouldn't Doc Holliday love to have that kind of dominance over the Florida schools? Doc would go, yeah, I'd love to be able just to automatically beat the Florida schools. And then I just put that on my resume. Hey, not only do I have this undefeated bowl record, you know, I, I run roughshod over these Florida schools. You know he'd love to have that. So Dan's doing a great job beating the teams he's supposed to beat. And if we can just get this Thundering Herd team elevated a little bit higher, where they knock off some of those name teams now and then, I think this is going to be really, really special of a program. Get it rolling. That's going to do it. That's right. It's time to go. Back tomorrow. I'd like to thank my producer, me. I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Back tomorrow. We're going to do it all over again. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be at the Henderson Center. Bill Cornwell will be joining me, so we're going to put him back to work. Until then... Until tip-off time. Enjoy. Enjoy your night. Look forward to a fun Saturday. And let's have a great weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night, everyone. station.